The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello, 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 everybody who is listening to this broadcast. I'm talking to you still from St. Petersburg, Russia, from the 34th annual International Business Convention. Uh, we are recording it now and going to be broadcast sometimes in July. So you should know there is a time difference between when it was recorded and when it's broadcast. I unfortunately I have to always uh, pre-record this uh, show because of my traveling schedule, which is absolutely impossible to do it live. But hopefully, starting next year, when I semi-retire, hopefully I'll be able to do it more live and answer to your specific questions. Nevertheless, I ask all audience, please write me an email with suggestions how to improve the show or questions so that I can address them, and my email address is ichak, I-C-H-A-K, at Adesis, A, D like in David, I, Z, like in Zebra, E, Edward, S, Adesis.com. Today we're having, uh, I'm having here on my show, and this interview, Mr. Carlos Valdesuso from Brazil, is the chairman of the board and the founder of a database uh, co- services company called Teledata. And uh, I welcome you, Carlos. And why don't you tell us about your company? Hello, Ishak. Hello, listeners. Um, I'm the chairman of the board of uh, Teledata. And Teledata is in the business of guaranteeing post-data checks in Brazil. How many people do you have? We have around 500 people in Teledata and with locations all over Brazil. And how old is this organization, this company? This organization is about uh, 20 years old, but we have uh, the, I have been in, the, in this position around 12 years. We bought it from prior owners. Carlos, uh, you have another company. Uh, tell us about SCI, the other company that you are also running. Yes, uh, we founded the very first software company that existed in Brazil called SCI, and the company has been in operation since uh, uh, since eighty five. So, what made you open 
teledata. What, how did it happen? What was the entrepreneurial spirit that caused you to do that? Well, you know, in Brazil, uh, checks are a very popular uh, way, not of, of payment, but the way of credit. There, in Brazil, uh, according to the central bank, uh, central bank figures, uh, checks account for two times more money than credit cards. It's a huge amount of money. And because of the high interest rates in Brazil, uh, post-dating the checks is usually a very good uh, option for a consumer or for a, a merchant. So? So, the issue with the check is that uh, 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 there is a need to guarantee whether the check is going to be good or not. And Teledata is in the, in the business of guaranteeing that the post-dating check will be paid as uh, promised. And how do you do that? How do you know that? You're really in the insurance business. Your insurance is the quality of the checks people give. Um, we, we are in the, in, in the business of uh, guaranteeing the checks, which is a slightly different, but I don't think this is the point here at this point. We do have a tremendous amount of technology from artificial intelligence, statistical, statistical models, behavior models, we, this is a very so, much more sophisticated business than one could think in, in, initially. Uh, guaranteeing checks also implies that you need to collect the bad checks. And this is also about 50% of our revenue comes from collecting the checks. So you must be very good not only at guaranteeing the checks, but also at collecting those that go bad. Carlos, I know that you graduated from UCLA because when I was a professor there, you were a student there, but we never really connected at that time. We connected much later when I visited Brazil. What is it that you learned in life that you didn't learn in the business school? Well, one thing that uh, what I would say is the, the thing that I learned later on that uh, made the most impact, impact in my in my, in my actions as a, as a manager or as a businessman is the, a phrase uh, that says that every value has a cost. And if there is no cost, there is no value. So this has guided my, my management style and my decisions a lot. But if you say every, every value has a cost, is it also true to say that every cost has a value? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> every cost has a value? No, every cost should have a value. It does have a value. It does. It does have a value because, as I told, I think, uh, uh, in my lectures, I want to repeat it here for the audience. I was uh, sitting with a very big tycoon, very, very rich man for dinner, and the telephone rang, and he went and to answer the telephone. When he came back, his face was a bit long. So I asked him, what happened? And he said, well, I just lost $20 million. So I asked him, how does it feel to lose $20 million? And he said, it's all, let me tell you. I'm a very lucky man because I'm one of the very few people can take a course in life 
that the tuition is $20 million tuition. Not many people can afford tuition of $20 million. Now the question is, did I pass the exam of this course or did I fail the course? If I fail the course, which means I learn nothing, I just pay $20 million tuition for nothing. If I learn something, it was a $20 million class. I mean, I'm a lucky man. I could afford such a class. So every cost has a value too, which means anytime you fail, anytime you make a mistake, anytime you lose something, ask yourself the question, what does God want me to learn from it? What is the value? There is no cost without value, and there is no value without cost. They go together. Well, that, that is uh, something, a principle that we also have adopted, is that uh, the only the errors that are really bad are those that you didn't learn from. That's right. Very much along the line. What did we learn? Okay, we made a mistake, but what did we learn? If you cannot learn from your mistakes, you are in a bad situation because for sure we are all humans and we are going to make mistakes very often. Tell me about the mistake you have made. Well... <laughs> no, in business life. We are not talking about personal life. Business life. Well, I think that um, many, uh, one of the mistakes that I, 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 I have made is sometimes to think that people will... Um, uh, that I trusted people beyond what they deserved in a couple of times. Beyond? Beyond. So it's not wrong in trusting them to start. No. But after they failed, you gave them too much chance furthermore. Yeah, you uh, waited too long thinking that these people will understand that they have made a mistake and that they will correct their behavior. I, I want to emphasize this for the audience because I'm repeating this, I think, in every broadcast. Like Soros said, he's not smarter than anybody else. He just learns his mistakes faster and he corrects them faster, which is really the secret of being healthy. When you're sick and your body is weak, it takes longer to recuperate. A healthy body much faster recuperates. Can you learn fast enough or do you drag? And what does it depend on? What will make... What do you think will be the factors that will make you identify your mistake faster and act on it faster? What was holding you from not acting on it faster? Well, you, you get uh, maybe sometimes um, uh, you're, you might be afraid that you're not right, that your feelings, you do not trust yourself sufficiently. You don't trust yourself sufficiently. You see what's happening here? The world trust is coming back and again and again and again and again. The most important asset you have as a manager, as a leader, as a person is self-trust and self-respect. Not to the point of being arrogant. Not to the point of, oh, I know, I always know everything. I am always right. No, no, no. Being honest with yourself in a realistic way. And how would that, how do you develop that in managers? Do you want the same thing from the people that work for you, don't you? Definitely. And we follow very much. Uh, I heard a story about uh, Warren Buffett that they asked him uh, in a, an interview what had he learned not from his successes, but from his failures. And one of, the, uh, of the, his response was that uh, one of the learning was that. With the wrong partner, you should not even the best business. So <laughs> this I learned 
uh, and I follow now very closely. If I have doubts with somebody and I'm starting a business or some kind of a deal, I do not proceed, even if it is the best business. I drop it. With the wrong partner, even the best business is not a good business. Again, we are back to trust. We are back to trust and respect. You see, many people, because the money is there, they will ignore who are they with. They will ignore whether they trust the person or not. They just chase the buck. And what happens, eventually, they pay dearly for it. It comes to bite them back. Sustainable success, sustainable growth, peace of mind and success in quality of life is with trust and respect. Uh, uh, Carlos, you're not just the CEO of Teledata and of SCI. You're also the first graduate of the Adesis Graduate School in the Adesis Methodology, and you got this week during the convention uh, the first doctorate in the diesel methodology ever, and uh, and I want to congratulate you, and I want to congratulate you in the air. You have been with the diesel methodology practically almost 40 years. Yes, almost for 40 a long years. time. What a long time. Why? Honestly, now, what is it in the diesel methodology that attracts you? Uh, well, the me- uh, two things attract me from the... Uh, well, let, let's do it after the break, because I want to be sure you start fresh. Let's take a break and then start the subject. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. So what is it that attracted you to this methodology and kept you 
in it for 40 years uh, and all the way till you got a doctorate in the disease methodology from the disease graduate school. Well, since the first time I, I heard you, and it was in Brazil a long time ago, first of all, first of all the, method, the Adesis methodology makes immediate sense. It is clear. You understand it almost intuitively. Once, once you speak it out, everybody, uh, I understood it immediately. The second point is that although it, it is easier to, it is very easy to be understood, it is very comprehensive. It's just not. It's not. Uh, it's a, it allows me as a as a, a, a president, chairman, or being in a in an executive position to deal with it from simple problems to very large challenges using uh, uh, applying the method. And how did you apply it? What? Well, give me some concept that really attracted you. I know it's simple. It's comprehensive, but what is it content-wise? Well, one of the most uh, the most important uh, concepts in the in the Adesis methodology, in the Adesis model, is that the structure should be the mission and the structure should be aligned. But McKinsey says the same thing. All consultants say the same thing. The strategy and structure should be aligned. So, what's unique about Adesis? Well, what is unique about Adesis is that. Um, not only those two needs to be aligned, but the, we, uh, this is also, uh, you also, um, um, the, the, the adhesive methodology also have alignment with other components, organizational components. Like what? Like, for example, information systems and rewards. And the, so you, you end up having what I call the, a basic a basic adhesive equation. Mission, structure, information, and rewards are kept in alignment when you are doing adhesives. And this is very powerful. And the organization learns this very quickly. People um, at the different levels, they understand quickly that they are out of balance. How did you apply it, and what did you do to your company, Teledata? Tell us how you're applying Adesis to Teledata. Well, Teledata is a very different, different company. At Teledata, we felt that Teledata was, um, could be run all Adesis. That doesn't mean that we do not listen to other, other people or other related methodologies, but we run our Teledata Adesis from beginning to end, we want. I, I personally wanted to see how it was going, how it was to run a company 100% adhesives. And what does it mean? What does it mean 100% adhesives? Well, first, you know, uh, means that we every employee that we have at Teledata, when they come in, they all get basic adhesives training. So the company speaks adhesives. Uh, there is a principle that you cannot know something that you don't have a vocabulary for. So all the, every, every employee receives training in basic analysis. So the whole company speaks analysis. Um, it follows the analysis methodology. Every year we go through an analysis planning exercise from diagnostic to mission to a revision of the structure, every component. Also, we follow... The Adesis ethics, the internal uh, climate at Teledata is of high mutual trust and respect. And um, 
Finally, we, we use uh, this in making our internal decisions. We follow your principles, your rules. When we are making decision-making, it's done a la this. So we consider ourselves a 100% of this company uh, from did, a management point of view. Right. Did you have any resistance to it? Were the people fighting this, yeah. resisting it? Yes. Uh, in the beginning, you get a lot of resistance. Now we get uh, a lot of um, support from from the from the from our team. In fact, many people uh, uh, that have you know that have left the company they want to come back, and and their common denominator is that they miss the internal environment. Fantastic! I want to emphasize this for everyone because this is not the first time I hear this. They even there are companies that call it. <laughs> BA and AA, which is before Adidas and after Adidas. The climate is totally different. And especially in companies where assets are people and you don't want to lose people or they're difficult to find in high-tech companies, difficult time to find engineers, difficult to find developers. And you want to really be sure that you keep your people. Creating a climate of mutual trust and respect and support and it is synergetic and symbiotic relationship it is people don't want to leave the company. I have heard it from other companies when they tell me that their engineers got an offer with a higher salary to leave and they wouldn't go to the hell of another company. They like where they are, even if they sacrifice part of the salary. So if you want to keep your people, you have to create a culture where the people want to stay. And you can measure the success of the company by how many people want to leave versus how many people want to join. If you have a company where people want, more people want to join than people want to leave, you are successful. If more people want to leave rather than to join, you have a problem and you better know about it. That is the situation we have at Teledata. Uh, we compete on knowledge. Actually, actually, we compete on knowledge and on ethics. If you are guaranteeing checks, you better be a very highly ethical company. So... Everybody at, at Teledata knows Adidas, knows the values, knows the procedures, and once in a while, somebody gets a, an offer for a higher, uh, higher salary someplace else, and then most often they come back because they felt that the additional money was not worth the lose of the, of the internal uh, climate. Excellent. Uh, when you said, you, how did you overcome the resistance? Because... You see, Adidas takes time, right? Yeah. It takes time. It takes people have to change their attitude, they have to change their orientation. Uh, how did you overcome the resistance? Uh, what, what was well, your commitment? Tell me about your commitment. I, I, I think that the way to overcome the resistance is to, is to model it. You model it. It is very difficult to, for a person, for a, it is very difficult to ask your team to do something that you yourself are not doing. So I believe that the, the, the success to implement your methodology at our company is that I model it, I model it, and now our second level and third level executives model the, this behavior. I want to emphasize this because many times CEOs of companies that got excited with the thesis ask me, have you ever failed? And I said, yes, we failed in some companies. And what, what, what was the common denominator? Why did you fail? I said because the CEO was not committed. Some CEOs want consultants to come in and they're really a fig leaf 
to kind of cover what they're doing or to kind of justify what they're doing. And there's another kind of manipulation there. We say, are you committed to really make the culture of the organization the most important asset that the company has? That is the most important asset. Like the most important asset of a human being is what you are, not what you have. What you are. The same thing for a company, the culture of the company. Are you, are you really committed to create the culture that is constructive conflict, constructive conflict? No, no conflict, God forbid. We need conflict because we're changing. But it to make constructive, to make a culture where people are willing to disagree without being disagreeable, when they learn from each other, when they celebrate diversity, when we learn from each other and support each other. Although we disagree, we still support each other because we trust each other. I mean, how important that culture is to you? Say, no, 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 I want just to have maximum profit. How can you increase my profitability? That's the wrong client for this methodology. Because our focus is on what makes an organization healthy. And if it's healthy, it will be sustainably successful. Rather than somebody who comes in, cuts the expenses, fires some people, does some cosmetic surgery, the company looks good. We are not in that business. So thank you for making the commitment to that this methodology. Well, we, we are fully committed. And as I said, in my experience, and this has been a very successful um, process that we have gone through, uh, the, giving the example, you know, and following up on values and being willing to pay the price for the values that you are espousing is essential. It is impossible to request the different levels of the organization to behave in one way if the top executives are not modeling that that behavior. Did you fire anybody because he was not trying to be? He was not willing to be at this size. No, we didn't not fire anybody not for being at this but we fire people at any point where they break away from our culture, meaning if you break a value at Teledata, everybody knows that you're going to be out of the door. There is no need. Everybody, a a good test to know how clear is your culture is when your personnel know, know exactly what the company is going to do beforehand. At Teledata, everybody knows what, what is the position the company is going to take at any incident. Tell me about one guy that you fired. What, was, what did he do? What was wrong? What value did he break? What value did he break? For example, uh, one, of the, one of our values is uh, relationship with our clients. For example, uh, if, um, a, a person who, con- who makes uh, promises to our uh, clients and do not deliver the promises or do not respond or whatever, is immediately uh, dismissed. If the, uh, we, we have a large call center where we receive a lot of uh, calls from um, check issuers who, that have not been able to, to pay their checks for whatever reason. Uh, being disrespectful to consumers is a, is a capital sin at Teledata. So we have a lot of uh, these rules of respect, and uh, the, the, everybody knows about them. Respect the consumers, and the consumers have to trust you that you're going to deliver on your word. Well, so we are back to trust and respect. Exactly. We are in a business that requires trust. We are telling, we are telling the, 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 the merchant 
that if the check is no good, we're going to guarantee it. So we are in a business where you can only be ethical. Otherwise, you're out of business. Because you're not going to, you're going guarantee and then don't pay. That exactly. But mean, how do you do that with collections? How do you collect money with trust and respect? I mean, well, to, to start with, uh, we, number one, we start the respect for, for our, for our uh, consumers by having a call center that answers calls within two seconds. This costs money, but the company feels that if we want to respect our consumers, we must answer that phone within two seconds, even if it is more expensive. So we, we take no shortcuts there. But you also said something about collecting, that you're not in the business of collecting. Exactly. Tell me more about it. We do not take any consumer to, to court. No, no consumers. We use no judicial power to, to collect from, from consumers. What, uh-huh. what we try to do is not only to collect from them, from, from, uh, but also to, to bring them back to the, to the market. How? How do you do that? Well, we try to understand why they did not pay. So uh, uh, using a, a, a methodology which is related to yours, we ask a very first question and identify very precisely why the person did not pay. Based on that the response, then we gear or we model the, the collection effort and try to recuperate him back and not just to get paid. And you succeed? Because very much. We have a, one, a very high rate of collections. In fact, our collection department is now a separate company providing services to a third parties. That's very good. Putting values to work. That's what really it is. Yes, Putting yeah. values to work. Very, in a very consistent manner. And now, in the beginning, this was difficult, but now it has become part of the culture of the company. We, 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 uh, we walk our talk. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Okay, here we are back. We are uh, interviewing Carlos Valdezuso. I really should say Dr. Carlos Valdezuso because as of two days ago, he got his first, the first, he's the first doctorate in the disease methodology, first person to get the doctorate, and he's also the CEO of Teledata, a Czech guaranteeing company in Brazil, uh, uh, most successful uh, as we hear about the success and he's also the chairman of SCI, Sistemas Computação Informática, which is the first uh, and largest software company in Brazil. Did you apply this to SCI too, or this is kind of a, became a second thought? No, this is, uh, we, I focus basically on, on, um, on Teledata which is a much larger company. But why not SCI? What, what well, I didn't, uh, it, was, um, it was too much work. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, yes, um, I concentrated my efforts on, on Teledata, okay. yes. You also graduated, as I said, from the Adidas Graduate School. What did you learn there? What was so special that made you stick with so many years to get a doctorate? I mean, that's a tremendous effort for a chairman of the board of two companies in Brazil, uh, and also you're the chairman of a business of Brazil, so it's really the third company. You are busy more than a one-hand hanger. What is it that made you stay with a business graduate school and get a doctorate? Well, one of the things I learned at the school was that uh, um, that thesis is really a system of knowledge. This was a very important uh, uh, insight that I had within your own theory, Ishak. Um, uh, understanding that Adesis is a model, is a method, is a language, is an ethics, and is a practice. That gave me a, a very good tool to manage uh, these companies. And I, w- I wanted to, comp- to understand this not only from a practical point of view, but also from a theoretical point of view on how to relate it to other thoughts. I would like you to explain what the school is about, if I can make this quasi-advertising. The Disney Graduate School, first of all, is a distance learning school. Uh, the clinical program has obviously a face-to-face uh, components, but the other courses are distance learning courses and what's unique about those distance learning courses is when I establish the school I reverse the tables usually it is a student that asks questions and the teacher has answers I reversed it and I requested every teacher not give the answers just the opposite it is a teacher who has the questions 
And the students have to come with answers. How? By researching the subject, by learning, by taking the, the literature, and then by debating it among themselves. The role of the teacher is to make the people learn, not to teach. To make them learn. Uh, you would say that the course of epistemology has changed your life. Or can you tell us about it? Why did it change your life? What happened there? Well, uh, that was a very interesting, a very interesting course, and I. It happens that I got this view of the importance of knowledge for a for a for a business entity, and as you mentioned, uh, as you just said, it was a very interesting class because really the instructor doesn't teach you; you learn. And uh, it was a, it opened my mind uh, profoundly. You know, the classes are no more than seven students because they have to interact among themselves, teach each other. It's cross-disciplinary, and the whole school is to cross disciplines, to pick up a subject which comes from change or deals with change or managing change, and then cross it from across multiple. Uh, disciplines and try to identify a unifying principle, a unifying theory, so that when you emerge from this school, you're really not knowing, but learning continuously and knowing how to learn and how to expand your horizons. Your case study at the clinical program, you got a doctorate in the clinical program, you wrote a case study about the work you did for the Chamber of Commerce of Sao Paulo, why don't you tell us what was your case study? What was it that you did there and what what did you do there and how did you apply adhesive methodology in this specific case? Yes, yeah, so, uh, one of our one of the adhesive clients in Brazil is the it's Sao Paulo Chamber of Commerce, which is the largest chamber in Brazil. How many enterprises? They they have in about forty thousand enterprises in the in Sao Paulo city. And it's the, a very prestigious uh, organization. And uh, what we did there was to help the chamber organize uh, their uh, information services, credit information services. And we restructured the chamber in a very successful project that lasted uh, several years. It was very successful because it was uh, um, a non-for-profit, non-for-profit organization that doesn't have a, the leadership changes and, and it has a very important role, which is to develop and protect uh, private enterprises in Brazil. And also it's one of the oldest, tell us how old yes, it is. Yes, the chamber is over 100 years old. So and you came and with a 100 years organization, how did you succeed to make them move and change and improve? Well... The, the chamber has a lot of a, a very good uh, reason to exist. They see they want to develop, as I said, they want to develop a free enterprise. They want to improve uh, business people, and they want to promote the social growth and uh, developing of Brazil. So you have a very high uh, goals, and we manage with the support of the former president of the chamber. We managed to restructure this uh, huge non-for-profit organization and to to have it uh, to organize a service through a network of uh, local chambers all throughout of Brazil, and that and that service generated uh, the monies required for their non-for-profit uh, objectives. 
You know, I was just in Belgrade last week, Belgrade, Serbia, and I lectured in the Chamber of Commerce because um, my books came in Serbian language and it was a promotion of the books at the Chamber. The president of the Chamber there told me something very interesting. I would like you to react to it. Uh, they have 60,000 members in Belgrade, because in Sao Paulo for some reason. Any small business, because it is a law. Every business that incorporates must be a member of a chamber. You don't have that in Brazil. No, this is the, this is a voluntary voluntary. Uh, well, the law is changing in, in, in Serbia, and now it is not required anymore. It's going to be voluntary, and they believe they're going to go bankrupt because people are not going to join. They need if if it is voluntary, then the chamber. Must provide services exactly. that are of interest to their to their to the, to the merchants or to the potential associates. And you know who forced them to change the law? The European Union said, if you want to join the European Union, one of the things you have to do is you have to discontinue the requirement of people to belong to the Chamber of Commerce, which was very interesting because I thought that the Chamber of Commerce should be unification of businessmen, it should be business-oriented. Why would the European Union discontinue this? What do you think? Well, I think that the, the voluntary association is important because uh, it shows that, uh, that the Chamber is not there as the, as the broker. They have to provide a valuable service. And I think this keeps this chamber, uh, you know, how do you keep a non-for-profit, a, a hundred years old non-for-profit organization alive? And you keep it alive by providing services that are relevant to the to the associates. So that it will become market-oriented. It, ha it, it has, it has to, to be, be market-oriented, yes. I recommended to them to start the top lift programs, you know, because the managers need the place where they get together. A top lift, a business program. We have tapes about 12 to 25 minutes long on a business methodology. Each tape stands by itself with a certain concept being transmitted. And then we are asking, top, suggesting the top executives get together up to 15 people, three hours every two weeks. And this becomes like a club, they see a videotape with this methodology, discuss it, share whatever they understood, and then they take responsibility to apply the concept back in their companies, and the next meeting they report how well it worked and how it didn't work and what they can do to each other and help each other to apply the business concept. That will be the cheapest, fastest way to apply business rather than go through all the process of transformation in the top lift programs which are available from a business institute. Which of my books, Carlos? I have about 14 books. Kind of them you like the most. What would you recommend to readers? If they have to start like, reading a business, which book would you recommend them to start first with? Well, I, I would start with the corporate life cycles. Yeah. Yes, I have read all of your books, but I would start with corporate life cycles. Why corporate life cycles? Because it gives you an, a, a panoramic view of your thinking. I think it's an it's a encompassing view, a wide view of, uh, of your model, uh, seeing organizations with the life cycle, and the different stages, I think it's, it's, it's not... Right, so for, for this audience who don't know what the book is about, uh, the first version was called Corporate Life Cycles, the new one is called Managing Corporate Life Cycles, which is a new edition, and this book, the subtitle of it is 
why and how organizations grow, age, and die, and what to do about it. It has three parts to it. The first part is describes how organizations grow, age, and die to enable you to identify where is your company in the life cycle? Is it still young or is it getting old or is it at prime? What is it? No, I think that uh, uh, teledata at this point is uh, is in prime. Prime. Oh, it has to be because, uh, and I feel it because I, you know, the it, it is running by itself. It's it has a life by itself now. It's not dependent on me. This yeah, is yeah, a very that, important. <laughs> that uh, reminds me. That reminds me of a of a certain military dictum. And then we we'll take a break. It says, an organization should be structured by a genius, so any idiot can run it, rather than by an idiot, it takes a genius to run it. And on this note, let's take a break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Adesis Management Methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. Adesis Management Methodology is delivered by the Adesis Institute with offices worldwide. Introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the Adesis Institute today. The Adesis Speakers Bureau can present the Adesis Methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two-, four-, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. And uh, I repeat, here we are interviewing Carlos Valdesuso, Dr. Carlos Valdesuso, who is a doctorate in the Adesis Methodology, chairman of the board of Teledata for Brazil. And I was just uh, in the middle of explaining what the book Corporate Lifecycle is all about, that Carlos is recommending as a starting book for those interested to read and it describes how organizations grow, age, and die, which of the problems that they have at every stage is normal, which of the problems are abnormal, and which of the problems could be fatal. And it's very important for a manager to know all of us have problems. Which of the problems you just live with it, you will grow out of it, which of the problems are not really normal and you better address them, 
and which of them are fatal and you better call help because you're in danger of you know, your vital signs are you know, showing that you're in danger. Many managers do not know that they identify what's, what is fatal and what's abnormal only after the fact because they don't have enough experience. And because, you know, Jesus has worked in 52 countries, thousands of companies, we have enough data to say, hey, guys, we have experience enough to tell you in advance what's normal, what's abnormal, and depending on the stage of the life cycle. Because what's normal and what's abnormal depends where you're in the life cycle. Like with people, if somebody is having no control over their urinary discharge and they cry a lot at, na- at night and drink a lot of milk, how old is this person? Well, if I tell you it's a baby, you will say that's normal. But if I tell you it's a 40 years old executive, you probably understand it has a problem and you better do something about it. So every problem can be normal or abnormal, or fatal, depending on your in the life cycle. And this book tells you what is normal, what's abnormal, what's not abnormal. And also, you should know that the problem that's not treated in one stage of the life cycle, a normal problem not treated in one stage of the life cycle, will become abnormal at the next stage of the life cycle, and fatal in the next stage of the life cycle. So it's very important for every leader of a company to know this theory so that you can diagnose your problems correctly. Then the second part of the book, which has three parts, is why organizations grow age and die. So that you understand the root causes. So you can treat the root causes once you identify what's abnormal. And the last part is what to do about it. And what to do about it, again, depends where you are in the life cycle. It's not one size fits all, which is a mistake of many consultants do. They treat all organizations as if they are the same. They are not the same. The way you treat an infant should be totally different from where you treat an adult and totally different from where you treat an older organization. So it's contingency theory. And Carlos here is recommending that that will be the starting book with the methodology and I totally support on it. Okay, whatever. So you have uh, two companies... You're chairman of the board. You have a business Brazil as a company as well. Uh, Where do we go from here, Carlos? And you are 74 years old or 73 years old. So are you retiring or where are you going with your personal life? No, I'm not planning to retire. I think uh, my mind is working very well. (laughs) And I just want to to learn more. And I think uh, I have a lot of challenges at Teledata. Teledata... uh, is, is growing very very much, and we really want to make a contribution to the to our to the Brazilian market, providing a means of credit of credit that is much uh, less expensive than most of the available uh, other uh, means of of credit like uh, credit cards or other kinds of loans. So we are we feel that we are uh, cooperating or or giving support to the development of Brazil, so we, we want to get better. And now and we are also getting ready for a future generation of uh, new mean, means of, pay, of credit, like could be uh, credits or you know, uh, transactions over mobile phones, electronic checks, stuff like that. So we are moving into that direction. Uh, I would like to highlight what Carlos is saying for the audience here. Do you hear what the guy is saying? how much he's talking about values, and now he's talking about he wants to contribute to the 
success of Brazil and to the success of the economy of Brazil. This is, ladies and gentlemen, all of you worldwide, that distinguishes a successful businessman from a failure. He has a bigger picture than the immediate profitability of his company. And I repeat it, I repeat it, and I repeat it. Don't manage by profits, manage for profits. Major difference. For profit, have a bigger vision of what you're doing in the economy, what you're doing for the country, what you're doing for the society. When you have a mission, when you have a value, do what is valuable, do what's good for the society profitably, rather than go for the profits Ignoring values, because if you do that, in the long run, you will not succeed. For the long run, it is values, it is a mission, it's a vision which is bigger than your own company that will make you successful. Carlos, another, another thing which is very interesting for you to notice, please, in the audience, although he's 74 years old. 72. 72. <laughs> You're well, making me older than I am. <laughs> well, I'd like you to be older because you get closer to me. I'm 75 in three months from now. Yeah. It is, he says, no, I still want to learn. As long as you're learning, you're still young. Why? Because you're keeping flexible. The day you stop learning, you're starting to really age. And it is beautiful that you keep yourself young by constantly learning and constantly improving and keeping your company improving. By the way, improving does not mean bigger. I had a client of mine told me, Dr. Adizis, I don't want to be bigger. I'm big enough, you know, <laughs> enough, you know, I want to enjoy life. And I told him, you don't have to be bigger. But if you don't want to be bigger, you better be better. You need to improve somewhere. If you don't want to be neither better nor bigger, you have retired and you're actually already walking dead. Thank you very much to all of you and uh, see you next week. I appreciate everybody that's listening, and I repeat, I would really like you to write to me so that I know that somebody out there somewhere is listening and applying, hopefully, this methodology. Thank you very much. All the best. Goodbye. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 